the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. a bad girl but i'm telling y'all i am i'm at least better than what was happening last hour thank you for hanging in with me if you're watching on the facebook live stream and uh, with all of my tech issues that's what happens memo to me when i when i think that i can do what all the amazing board ops and engineers and producers do here at the andrea k show then i then i find myself humbled <laughs> glad to have you guys here with me for hour two We've got uh, some great content to get into with you for this hour, including some crazy talk from the left. Oh, how they have shifted in the race narrative, uh, given the details of what happened with Tyree Nichols, I believe his name is. Um, But before we get to that, we're going to bring in a friend of mine. One of the things that I've talked to you all about is that it's not just enough for, I took the shift, I think maybe a year and a half to two years ago on the show, is I took the shift away from just complaining about what the problems are and looking for solutions, looking for ways in which we can, I mean, you can't solve a problem if you don't correctly identify it right. So we got to make sure we're we're identifying the problems out there that we face. You know that I spent a lot of time in talking about the problems in our education system. And one of the things that I said, though, whether we're talking about the education system or any of the issues that we face is we've got to shift into activism mode as conservatives can't just complain we got to get out there and do something about it whether it's running for office whether it's going to rallies whether it's speaking up at school board meetings or in the case of my friend Kathy Granite she actually started a school that's a homeschool that's not really in a school but wait till you hear all about it. It's pretty amazing, and it's here in San Diego County for all of you amazing patriots out there. And she joins me now to tell you all about it. Hello, Kathy Granite, my dear. Oh, that's right. I got to break. Hello. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm good, doll. I'm so happy that I've got my man Jalapeno here because I'm so I'm so tech inept. I couldn't even I couldn't even click the right button to bring you live. But hopefully, you heard my great intro of you. I I did. Thank you very much. I'm glad the tech issue was on your end and not mine. <laughs> um, all right. So um, as I was saying, that you know, I and my longtime listeners know that Fridays I have an education contributor to come on and talk about. The the fact that we are in a war for America's soul. Uh, the front in the battle, in my opinion, is in the schools because the outcome, the, the way that the left has seized over our, our school system is to churn out little socialists, little ignorant, illiterate socialist soldiers for the state. And it's not enough for us to just recognize it. We got to do something about it. And you did. You started a school. And I want you mm-hmm. to tell everybody about your background, why you started the school and what it's all about. Great. Yeah. So back in 2021, I am, I'm actually a school counselor. Some people say guidance counselors. It's the same thing. 
And I worked up in a high school up in Orange County. And back when it was the mask mandates, um, they uh, they actually fired me because I wouldn't comply with the mask mandate. And um, prior to that happening, it was a whole season, you know, whole semester of me just experiencing the trauma of what the masks were doing with the kids. Um, and again, this is high school, so 9 through 12. And, um, and also myself with the trauma. And I, we weren't getting support from the district as far as mental health goes. And, you know, back when that was all fresh and new, it was like being in a horror movie, seeing kids walk around like zombies and um, just coming into my office crying. They can't breathe. They couldn't concentrate. You know, there were students that weren't, uh, that were normally very thriving students. And then next thing you know, parents were calling, pleading for help, saying that their kid wasn't, you know, they weren't getting out of bed. So we we're seeing a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, a lot of rise in mental health. So that's what happened back in 2021. And then so what I decided to do was actually start my own counseling business. So that was actually first. And then we, my husband and I got that started. And then when Governor Newsom wanted to jab the little kiddos, you know, ages like five years old, then that's when my husband said, who's also a school administrator, said, we need to start a school. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, Dan and I started a school and we started with one student, which led to four students. And now we're, we're still new. We're a year old. And we have currently 17 students, so we're growing. Wow. Um, well, yeah, um, what, what, what Mussolini did to the students and to the kids in this country, in, in, in our state, um, so what he did to them medically, uh, you know, psychologically, emotionally, was just absolutely devastating. And, mm-hmm. and it had tipped to you guys for saying, if not now, when, right? I mean, you know, I mean, how much Correct. worse are we going to have it be? The, the communistic controls over you, over the students, over the teachers. Um, it, and, 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 and Kathy, like myself, has never said the virus wasn't real. What we've said is that the way that it was used to exploit children in schools and, and employees and state workers and school teachers, et cetera, was, a, was about a complete power. And we've known for a while, and, and I'm glad it almost, I don't want to say I'm glad that it, that it kind of forced your hand, but in a way that I am, right? Because, you know, um, the schools had already gone the way of indoctrination instead of education. It was already a problem with the mm-hmm. sex edu- education curriculum that was taking place, the pornography in the school schools, uh, Planned Parenthood, you know, uh, up and down the state working with the, working with the schools. Um, so in a way, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it, it that your hand was forced, um, you know, to do this, because this well, I think what you guys are doing at your school is what it, it is like the benchmark and the blueprint for what should be happening everywhere. So tell everybody about Freedom of Choice School and what you guys what you guys are doing every day. Sure. Um, Well, first, I want to say that it's very important that that parents either stop denying that the indoctrination is happening because it is um, they need to or or just become aware and at least listen to what's going on, because it's clear as day. I mean, the left isn't hiding what's going on in the schools. They're very brazen about it. They're very upfront with it. You just have to look around. Um, But 
the trouble is, is I think that there's still some parents that um, either aren't listening, aren't in the know, and meanwhile, um, their kids are just being sucked more and more into this indoctrination. And um, I know, for example, when I was a counselor, my um, my district actually gave us a directive to where, hey, you know what? If John wants to be Jane, then you need to call John Jane. Mm-hmm. And put it in the system as Jane in parentheses until you talk to mom or dad. And in that case, it's back to John. So it was very much behind the parents' back. I I saw it in my for my own eyes or with my own eyes. And uh, the more and more these parents aren't aware, it's just the longer these kids are going to be down this rabbit hole. And once their psyche is changed and they are being taught this um, woke agenda, it's really hard to change it back. Well, yeah, you know, we, and uh, we see that with adults. We, there's adults right now that will still tell you that, that, that masks work, even though Fauci was caught in emails in, in a variety of different ways, caught lying and saying that they don't work, right? I mean, they're still, you know, um, they and, and it's so, it's just so far past the whole mask issue right now. Well, right. Um, this is, you know, turning little kids into these, you know, um, the, these confused gender kids. I mean, it's just something that I, I'm seeing all the time. We have parents calling us from private Christian schools mm-hmm. saying that it's happening there, from charter schools it's happening there, from public schools it's happening there. It's all over. So about our school, so we are, um, we are what we call a homeschool away from home. So we are a little bit like a hybrid. We're traditional in the fact that you can drop off your kids and pick them up for four days a week. We have amazing teachers, and we have um, classrooms, and we have my husband, who's an administrator and director on site at all times. And um, we teach a classical education, which is fantastic. And we're really into making sure the kids are learning here without woke agendas. We are here to develop critical thinkers, so they're going to learn how to think, not what to think. We want strong characters, and we're really, um, um, you know, about teaching those good morals and and values with the Christ- the Judeo-Christian values, you know. So mm-hmm. although we're not a faith-based program, we still have those good character and values that we want to instill in each of our kids. Well, that's what public school used to be like. It used to be about the three R's, not, you know, um, CRT Mm -hmm. and LBGTQ and, and, you know, and the rest of it. It used to be about a basic morality that you didn't have to be a Christian or a Catholic or or Jew or anybody to observe. I mean, you know, the... the, the golden rule used to apply to everybody, whether or not you were a Christian, right? I mean, it, right. You, you're, you've gone back to the basics of education. And instead... We are the... I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, we are very much the basic. We're, we're a bit old school. Um, something that we really pride ourselves on is every morning at 9 a.m., we say the Pledge of Allegiance. And the neat thing that I've noticed is you've got... The, you know, we're pre-K all the way to 12th grade. And so you've got these little three-year-olds in there, you know, with their hand on their heart, trying to say the pledge and doing the best they can. And what we've really uh, noticed lately is, you know, before you might have a family or two trickle in a little bit late. And now you used to have these kids 
that are so prideful of saying the pledge they don't want to be late mm. and they ask their parents to stay. And so now we have not only the kids and the staff, we have the parents that say it with us. And it's just a, a, a beautiful thing. And something that definitely sets us apart from, I don't know that there is another school out there that's like ours, but um, I'm a school counselor. So all the kids that are in our program get my services for free, just as they should. And that includes academic planning, college and career readiness. And what's really important, especially right now, is that social-emotional development mm. support. So anytime anybody needs that, they get it from us. Yeah. And and this is the way school is supposed to be. And parents should should uh-huh. be able to feel confident that they can uh, drop their kids off at the morning in the morning. And there's not going to be somebody uh, showing their child pornography under the guise uh-huh. of inclusivity um, that you're all the stuff that we see libs of TikTok pushing out uh, that under the guise of inclusivity, going to your three year old uh, or four or five or 15 year old and something, are you sure you're a boy? Are you sure you're a girl? and trying to, um, or, you know, in terms of guidance counselors, I mean, that's really guidance counselor and nurses and et cetera in the schools is one area in which they really, under the phony guise of health, right, mental health or, or medical health, seek control over children away from parents. Mm-hmm. And in San Diego County, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that Christian and other, you know, private schools are a part of that indoctrination. It's happening everywhere. And so many parents still don't know, Kathy. I don't understand. We had years ago, even before this, uh, the LBGTQ transing stuff became so prevalent, we had a report here in San Diego County where the sex ed uh, curriculum for 7th and 8th graders was so pornographic, local news couldn't even show the cartoon images on air. And mm-hmm. the characters' names that they used, and this was five six years ago before all this transing stuff longer than that it was a character's name was miles long and julie melons i absolutely despicable what's going on in our schools Mm -hmm. and parents just seem to think that it's you know and i get that it can seem you know um overwhelming or you don't know where to go one of the reasons why i wanted kathy on tonight was so that you guys would know there's an alternative for you there's a place you can trust you can go take a tour of the school um you don't have to settle for a public education and, and yes, you can afford it. Tell everybody how they can get more information and, and maybe even come take a tour. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I also want to just say that, you know what, we welcome everybody here. We do not discriminate. Um, you know, you be, you be you, we'll be us. We just don't push that agenda here at our right. school. Um, um, but something that we're also super proud of is we just started the Student Scholarship Foundation. So you just talked about affordability a second ago. Mm-hmm. We really need donations for student tuition because there are families out there that can't afford a tuition. Um, we are not affiliated with the state. So right now, we the charter funds, we, we don't take them because if we did, then we would be affiliated with the state, which means there are shenanigans. So mm-hmm. having said that, we have now, we're now um, approved for a 501c3 and we have a student scholarship foundation to donate, if you want to sponsor a child's tuition, let me tell you, these kids are coming in here and they're just thriving. They're blossoming. Um, some of them have come, you know, started off with slouched shoulders and they're up high now in, in leadership positions in our school. And it's really something cool to see. Um, but if anybody out there wants to donate and sponsor a child, we would love that. Again, we have pre-K to 12. And you can find us at Freedom of Choice S homeschool.com and right there you can see our donation links very easy to find 
And um, our families out there absolutely need people to sponsor them because, again, you know, we have sometimes single moms. They just aren't making the right money, but they're dying to have their kids out of public schools. Um, We have a lady right now who's got seven kids, and she's trying to get two of them in. Um, The list goes on and on. So, again, if there's anybody out there, that would be fantastic. We'd be greatly appreciative of that. Well, I'm appreciative of you and what you guys are doing. It's Kathy Granite from Freedom of Choice Schools. God bless you guys. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping down the road you're going to have branches all over San Diego County. And and I we just hope so. Yes. And I just see that happening for you guys. And, and God bless you. I've toured the, the school myself, as, as I've said, and it's just absolutely an amazing facility. And it's just so America. Right. It's just so the way a school should be uh, in, in, in uh, the United States of America focused on education and you're right you guys love everybody um you're just not not pushing an agenda in at least not an agenda beyond just straight up education for kids and so we just we love what you're doing tell everybody one more time where they can get more information or uh, provide a scholarship opportunity sure um and yes tours are welcome we love having tours you're more than welcome to go to freedom of choice schoolcom or you can call us directly. You can find all the information you probably need on our website. It's uh, easy to find. And come tour, see if we're a fit for your family. If you want to apply for a scholarship, we're going to be starting to take, take applications. And fall enrollment is going to start on February the 1st. So in a couple days, uh, save a spot if you're interested. And uh, we would love for you to join our growing family. Well, thank you for being here, Kathy. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Now, y'all stay tuned. We've got to share some information with you guys. Guess who's refusing to leave the hotels in New York City? <laughs> We're going to share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego, FM 96.1 in North County, and streaming all over the world. You can't have the hop if you ain't got the hip, man. <laughs> that's some coolio man that's th- that's making me think about new orleans i should be down in new orleans during this mardi gras season um you know the band one of the bands that i saw the most over any other band in my life probably that i've seen more times than any other band was war war i think i see my man frankie is on the facebook live stream uh frankie how many times you seen war down in new orleans <laughs> <laughs> I think they I think I've probably seen war no less than like 15 times. They play all the time uh down in New Orleans. Um and by the way, they have many more great songs besides just low rider to enjoy. My man Jalapeno uh wasn't was you you were unsure about uh some New Orleans music. Were you not? Um, I wasn't so much into the Dixieland jazz, more into Nev- the Nevilles, um, Dr. John, um, you know, that, that's, that's my kind of, you know, some soul music, some R&B, you know, that's, that's my peeps, uh, down there. Um, okay. So, oh, 
the, isn't, isn't it, I've said this before about wokeism. The thing that's so fabulous about wokeism is that it's not tied in one of the reasons why it's such an effective political movement and ideology, right? Is that it's not tied in anything related to principles, right? Or integrity or facts or truth. Remember the whole black lives matter movement came about because of the false narrative that actually began. Let me give you a little history lesson. Who remembers when Barack Obama took office and one of the first things that he did was falsely accuse a Boston police officer of acting stupidly and racism, right? Remember then, then when it wasn't true, we had to bring him to the White House for a beer summit. Remember the beer summit? Then we had the Trayvon Martin case. And, oh, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. And the whole story was about the white Hispanic George Zimmerman. Remember the white Hispanic, um, the whole false narrative that Trayvon Martin was killed because of some Skittles. He, uh, he was a black kid in a hoodie and Skittles. Wasn't true. Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot, was a flat out lie. The entire Black Lives Matter movement was based on the false narrative that white police officers and white law enforcement officials and offices around the country and police departments around the country were targeting black men. That's when we first started hearing the driving while black story, right? It was all about white police officers or in the case of like the white Hispanic George Zimmerman, a dopey, you know, um, rent-a-cop, which was a stu- is always a stupid idea in my opinion, um, targeting black men. That's why we had uh, Black Lives Matter doing pigs in a blanket, frying like bacon. We had police officers gunned down like the six that were shot in Dallas. All because of this false narrative. Uh, the Department of Justice, back when the Michael Brown, the Ferguson riots happened, the, the DOJ sent a delegation to Michael Brown's funeral, but did not send a delegation to Margaret Thatcher. So then they did, the DOJ did their investigation of after Michael Brown, and that's when they said that the D- Department of Justice during the Obama days, concluded that police departments around the country were racist against black people. Okay, so we've been hearing about this uh, for, you know, years and years and years, right? Then you add in the other part of wokeism, which is uh, the fact that um, the Department of Justice, particularly after January 6th, um, the Department of Justice decided that the, quote, greatest threat that actually the whole, I started to say the January 6th domestic violence extremist narrative um, about white supremacy. That's not really where that started. Then we, then we had adding into after the Black Lives Matter, the, the white supremacy as the greatest threat to this country narrative then got started at, and in part enabled by Nikki Haley back with the Dylan Roof shooting, right? And then, you know, um, which led to, then we got to tear down statues all over the place. And uh, then we had the lie that Joe Biden continues to tell against John, Donald Trump, that there was good, you know, good people on both sides of the white supremacy thing. So this this whole narrative, so much of wokeism has been um, based upon, and then of course you remember what happened after George Floyd, is based on this false narrative that America is systemically racist. Um, black people cannot walk, particularly young black men, cannot walk around this country without having a target on their black and it back, and it's from white supremacist. White supremacist. Now... Given the fact that Tyree Nichols, who absolutely was beaten, in my opinion, I can't even watch the video. It's just absolutely horrific by this the Scorpion unit that's been disbanded, disbanded by the way, in uh, in 
Memphis, by the way, what what to do? Oh, on the what uh, 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 on the horns of a dilemma, the left is given the fact that this young black man who was beaten to death was beaten up and 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 murdered by five black men. So, gee, hmm, what do you do when when your entire when your entire bread and butter, your entire um, narrative, uh, everything that you're teaching in terms of indoctrination in schools, the, the entire 1619 project, all the CRT, your entire Jan and Jan Six, by the way, uh, they the domestic violence extremist, uh, you know, part of the counterterrorism unit is about declaring the Jan Six. These insurrectionists are, you know, are just an extension of the white supremacy that is the U.S. CRT being taught in classrooms uh, to children is that black kids have no future in this country because they're black and that the white students sitting next to them are inherently racist. The entire left's movement is based on that narrative. So what do they do? When a black young man gets pulled over on the side of the road and gets killed by five black officers, well, then suddenly... It would be funny if it was not so absolutely horrific and insulting and racist and damaging. But now suddenly, now suddenly black people are white supremacist. You think I'm joking. I would play the clip for you, but I somehow have no tech abilities to even play the, t- the clip for you. I promise I will play it for you tomorrow night. But I have multiple clips here to where we actually have. African-American people now for the first time in my life saying black people can now do anti-black things. Really? You see, it wasn't that long ago where we were told where there was no such thing, where we were told that the only racism was against black people. In fact, the whole argument that that like a four, uh, like a was she 14 years old? And she was uh, kicked out of school because she did a Snapchat video where she was singing a song that had the N-word in it, and then she was kicked out of school. The whole justification for that is that, you know, the, the, that African Americans have a right, given the history, to be able to use such a racist, nasty, insulting word. The entire left's narrative has been completely blown up. And what do they do in response? They are now coming out against black people and calling them racist. Now, how could, and, and going so far as to basically, and, it's the, it, and it reminded me of a conversation I had with that despicable woman, Caroline, whatever her name is, the one who claims, was it CNN in LA, the one who claims that she got rid of Bill O'Reilly, actually accused me of being sexist and hating women because they didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I was like, I'm sexist? Yes, you're sexist. How, how am I sexist? I'm a woman. Well, you, you know, you, you voted for Donald Trump. You didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. See, isn't that genius? Isn't that absolutely brilliant on the part of the woke? Because they can just shift a narrative. They can morph it like that Terminator. Remember the Terminator 2, I think it was, where the guy like melts in, in the, into like whatever the substance was. That's what they do. They, they, they just morph and change their narrative. And it's so evil. It's so despicable. Maybe it's time for us to say, you know, that, that uh, you know, um, and because it clearly doesn't have anything to do with color, right? And when the narrative doesn't have anything to do with color, then they pretend that it's unconscious bias. Now you're racist and you don't even know you're racist. You're unconsciously racist. There's no end to it. 
And we got to figure out a way to put an end to it. How about we just say, you know what? There's there's good people in the world and there's bad people in the world. And some, some of them wear a badge, just like there's bad people in the world who work in medicine. And I watched a Netflix documentary a while back over a nurse that was, that was you know, killing people like he was a serial killer. There's bad people everywhere. No, the, the the left, you know, has to try to put us into a box. They have to try to claim that they that they are the arbiters of who's good and who's bad. They've got to be able to shift their narrative because ultimately it's about continuing. How could it, it, they sit around all day thinking, okay, if something happens, it doesn't match our narrative. We've still got to be able to shift it to where it's still a take on our narrative, right? Well, here's my take on your narrative. You don't care about Ty, Ty Ray Nichols or whatever his name is. You don't care about him. You don't care about his family's heart's broken for the fact that he was beaten up and, 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 and killed. All you care about is continuing to further your narrative. What's going to happen now? How, how much worse are things going to be now when we've got black people being called racist against black people? Are we going to end up with another summer of love coming up or another Black Lives Matter in Antifa burning down cities? Where does this end? I saw an interview with, um, believe it or not, with Morgan Freeman a while back, and I can't remember who was interviewing him. And he said, "Oh, it was Dan. Dan I think it was Dan Rather." And he said, "Well, um, how how do we end racism?" And Morgan Freeman said, "We stop talking about it. That's how we end it." Dan Rather was like, "What? What do you mean?" He says, "I can't stop you." He said, "But I would prefer to you." To not think of me and refer to me as a black man and just think of me as I think of you as just a man. That's how we end this. That's how we end it. But the left doesn't have any desire in ending it because it's worked for them so far. I'm going to take a break. Don't you go anywhere. We've got more to rap about. I could just sing every word of that song. Oh, pretty ladies. <laughs> I was enjoying the song too much. <laughs> I would sit here all night. Going to read a couple of comments here on the Facebook live, <laughs> Facebook live stream. I love me some word up. Uh, Sandra says, did you get your apple pie with cheese over the weekend? I did not make it up to Julian this weekend. I'd just been fighting what I thought was a sinus infection. I just couldn't get well, and I couldn't get well. And then I thought, well, what if it's COVID? So I actually went and got COVID tested just in case because it's like, you know, I don't want to get anybody sick if, you know, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting well. As it turns out, it's not COVID. I wasn't sick, but I just didn't want to, I wasn't contagious. I didn't want to get anybody sick in case I was. So I basically just laid around like a lump all weekend and did not make it up to Julian, um, which is okay because I didn't get to Iron Mountain. Outfitters to get me a new coat that I need for it anyway because I don't have I don't have like a cold a decent cold weather coat I've got my um, my Sherpa line hoodie that I've got from them which is fabulous but it's just not it's not warm enough to wear for a trip up to Julian so I will be making it up there um, but it's funny because my um, I, well I'm not going to say who it was I'm not going to out him here but a friend of mine came to visit me this weekend since I wasn't feeling good at home and guess what he showed up in to come visit it was a Carhartt 
little um, beanie, a knit cap that he actually got from Iron Mountain Outfitters. And um, so Iron Mountain came to me this weekend, even though I didn't get out there to, to get to go there to to pick up a jacket to wear to Julian. Um, my friend who came to visit me is in construction and Carhartt's just his favorite, his favorite, favorite, favorite. And he wasn't working when he wore his beanie over. But it's, that's just to go to um, construction gear that he wears from work pants to shirts to jackets and, and gloves. And then he's he's got, but he's got his Carhartt that he wears to work and his Carhartt that he wears that's spotless clean. So um, Carhartt, Browning, Filson, you got to go check out Iron Mountain Outfitters at 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside. Look as cool as my buddy in his Carhartt beanie this weekend. Dress warm. Wear some great construction clothes if you're in the business. You need something that's going to hold up well, reasonably priced. Best, best quality out there anywhere. So don't forget my peeps at Iron Mountain. Okay, um... I have to talk about this story. I just have to. And, you know, when I first read it, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Y'all know that at times I've got the sense of humor and the maturity level of a nine-year-old. So I will tell you that I giggled initially when I saw that the... (laughs) Just the headline is cracking me up. I asked Jalapeno about it during the break. He didn't hear the story. The world's first ever transgender figure skater suffers epic fall in awkward performance at opening ceremony of the European Figure Skating Championships in Finland. Okay. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because the headline made me giggle, but the reality is, what are they thinking? I mean, it's not fair to, by the way, ice skating has been since I was a kid. Ice skating is right up there. Some of my favorite Olympics uh, um, events. Do you like do you like winter or, or summer Olympics? Jalapeno. I'm I'm pretty much I'm more winter now since especially since I discovered short track years ago with Apollo Anton Ono. Short track is like the most exciting, uh, the most exciting Olympic event in in history. But I love ice skating because the this ice women's ice skating and women's uh, gymnastics I think are probably the two toughest. Um, from a skill and ability standpoint events, right? So I love both of those. Um, the headline cracked me up, but then I got to admit to y'all that I actually feel sorry for this for this gender neutral gal. It's a dude dressed up like a woman. Why in the world? It, you know what? It's their fault. They, she's 57 years old or he is. I don't know if it was a man, what it is. 57 years old, took up the sport at 49. I mean... What do you think's going to happen, right? I mean, we've got twenty-year-olds that can't stay stay up and not and without falling on an ice skating rink, and you're going to put a fifty-seven-year-old man man in tights and on skates who just took up the sport like four years prior or something like that, and expect him to do what? You know, um, a you know a triple lutz. You know, I don't anyway. But curling doesn't make anybody giggle. I don't, you know, this is not helpful to anybody. Um, you know, and by the way, Finland isn't, is, isn't exactly, uh, they're not exactly the, typically the the world's leaders in ice skating. Um, some say that it, they, um, according to the article, it has to be said that some would feel bad for Antikainen, I do, who once claimed they wanted to fulfill a childhood dream of being an ice princess, 
Um, and, and I do, I, you know what? I feel bad. I initially, I giggled, but I feel bad for anybody to see anybody publicly humiliated, but who didn't think that that would happen? You're 57 years old. You're a man. You're dressed in a tutu, a little ice skating tutu on, on skates and in front of the world. I mean, come on, you know, stick to rhythmic roller skating. That's become a thing. Have you seen the rhythmic roller skating? That's where like groups of people and I loved roller skating when I was growing up. And I was a decent roller skater. Really, really de- I could do backwards. I could do all these kinds of turns. Well, the new thing is like rhythmic where people in groups are all like to the same song doing these like smooth, like, you know, like really cool turns. So roller skating is back. Roller skating is back. Listen, gender neutral person, whoever you are, um, maybe hang up the ice skates. Maybe- <laughs> producer cam put up blades of glory blades of glory i'm trying to be respectful of this 57 year old who dared who dared to put on ice skates and go in front of the world and twirl around okay and you guys are mocking with the blades of glory that was actually a really funny movie did you see blades of glory jalapeno all right. Well, check out rhythmic roller skating. I think I'm going to go. Um, it, I know what it means to be humiliated, by the way. Did I tell you guys the story of when I did roller derby? Yeah. <laughs> we, have a, we had a roller derby team here in San Diego. And I wanted to, and I did, and I was doing a little gig for Video Journal News at the time. So they agreed to let me come and skate with them. And Diesel was the team captain. And so Diesel was going to teach me how to do like a little check. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can hold my weight against Diesel. Okay. I grew up roller skating. I'm great on the skates and I am. Diesel was, I'm five to, you know, about a, about a buck 10 after Thanksgiving. And I mean, Diesel barely, she weighed like at least 200 pounds, all muscle, barely gave me a little hip bump. bump. <laughs> I hit the ground like a safe. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to break while I giggle about Diesel hip-checking me in roller derby. (laughs) So during the break, Jalapeno was being all negative about sororities and this and my my LSU time. Well, let me tell you, Bama, it, Bama, it's not in, any more intense at Bama than it is at LSU or any of the SEC schools. I would tell you at LSU, because every year I get asked from so many people, will you write a rec for my daughter? Will you write a rec for my daughter so that she can join the sorority? And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> producer is posting hilarious pics. Let me tell you, it is tough to get in. It is so tough to get in. And my sorority was number two in the nation and still is a top sorority. One of my sorority sisters, the only way she got in was because her family was willing to give us a remodel in the back of the house. True. <laughs> True story. True story. You know what? Hey, Okay, uh, you know, it got ugly. It got ugly during rush week. But you know what? We can, we can overlook a lot if we're going to get a new, a, a new um, brick patio with a fountain in the back. Okay. It's one of the um, greatest experiences I ever had because it's, 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 well, I mean, life is all about experiences. You might as well have it when you're young. And let me tell you, let me tell you, 
girls and women living with 52 women in a sorority house, you think you think you think it's tough, right? Going into basic training, going into the military, you think it's tough? Living with 52 women in the sorority house, that is a tough road to hoe, my friend. That you don't know from tough until you've lived in the South, 52 Southern women, only a few bathrooms to share. Everybody's got to get their hair and makeup. Time for us to go. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> Thanks, Jalapeno. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.